Welcome to The Political Animals, a podcast about hammers, sickles and central planning from a conservative perspective. I'm your pontificator-in-chief, Jonathan Cole, academic by day, intellectual by night, first-person shooter on the weekend. I'm talking about video games, just to be clear. And this week I have something really special. I have a world-first exclusive of historical significance. What is that? Well, I have in my possession, don't ask me how, I can't disclose my sources, my means, my ways, but I have in my possession the long-lost original manuscript of what came to be known uh, erroneously to history as Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. Now, the first thing you notice when you glance at the original long-lost manuscript is that the original title was actually the Conservative Manifesto. That's right. It seems that Karl Marx's followers, so-called Marxists, perverted this document that it was originally written to be a rallying cry to conservatives of all countries around the world. And just by subtly changing language here and there, they corrupted it such that it became a document that went on to almost ruin the 20th century. So what I'm going to do for you uh, in this episode is I've pulled together some extracts, really the key extracts that were corrupted by Marxists, and I'm going to read them in their original form. And I'm going to do that for two reasons. Firstly, I want to correct the historical record. And secondly, I want to actually do what Marx himself wanted to do, which was inspire conservatives, whoever you are, wherever you are. So you're listening to The Political Animals. And this week, we're reading Karl Marx's Conservative Manifesto. A spectre is haunting the world, the spectre of conservatism. All the powers of old have entered into a holy alliance to exorcise this spectre. Hollywood, sport, universities, schools, corporations and governments. Where is the movement which upholds an objective moral order that has not been decried as conservative by its opponents in cultural power? Where is the opposition that has not hurled back the branding reproach of conservatism against the more advanced opposition parties, as well as against its progressive adversaries? Two things result from this fact. One, conservatism is already acknowledged by the world's powers to be itself a power. And two, it is high time that conservatives should openly in the face of the whole world, publish their views, their aims, their tendencies, and meet this nursery tale of the spectre of conservatism with the manifesto of the movement itself. The history of all hitherto existing societies is the history of moral struggles. Christian and pagan, righteous and unrighteous, selfless and selfish, in a word, virtuous and unvirtuous have stood in constant opposition to one another, carried on an uninterrupted, now hidden, now open fight, a fight that each time ended either in a revolutionary reconstitution of society at large or in the common ruin of the moral order. 
In earlier epochs of history, we find almost everywhere a complicated arrangement of society into various orders, a manifold gradation of moral rank. The modern society of moral relativism that has sprouted from the ruins of Christian moral order has not done away with class antagonisms. It has but established new classes, new conditions of oppression, new forms of struggle in place of the old ones. Our epoch, the epoch of the progressive wazee, possesses, however, this distinctive feature. It has simplified the class antagonisms. Society as a whole is more and more splitting up into two great hostile camps, into two great classes, directly facing each other, the moral relativists and moral objectivists. From the Enlightenment sprang the new god reason. From the worshippers of reason, the first elements of moral relativism were developed. The discovery of reason opened up fresh ground for the rising notion that an objective moral order is profane, arbitrary, and an obstacle to human progress. Following the Cultural Revolution of the 1960s, all hitherto moral norms were torn down and discarded, with the new cult of subjective individual preference installed in their place. The vengeful wrath of the new deity must now be appeased with the sacrifice of recalcitrant devotees to the old moral order, on the altar of tolerance and diversity. The progressive wazee, wherever it has got the upper hand, has put an end to all traditional, familial, idyllic relations. It has pitilessly torn asunder the ties that bound men and women to their spiritual superiors, saints on earth and in heaven, and has left remaining no other nexus between human beings than naked self-interest, than callous self-centeredness. It has drowned the most heavenly ecstasies of religious fervor, of chivalrous enthusiasm, of philistine sentimentalism, in the icy water of egotistical calculation. It has resolved personal worth into the affirmation of self-delusion, and in place of the numberless and indefeasible ordered freedoms, has set up that single, unconscionable freedom, individualism. In one word, the social disintegration, veiled by secular and political illusions, naked, shameless, direct, brutal disintegration. The progressive wazi has stripped of its halo every moral norm hitherto honoured and looked up to with reverent awe. It has converted the husband, the wife, the mother, the father, the brother, the sister, the son, the daughter, the neighbour and the stranger into unaccountable, self-interested rival demigods. The progressive wazee has torn away from the family its sentimental veil and has reduced the family relation to a mere association of autonomous individuals. The progressive wazee cannot exist without constantly revolutionizing the foundations of the moral order and thereby humane relations, and with them the whole relations of society. Conservation of the old modes of morality in unaltered form was, on the contrary, the first condition of existence for all earlier societies. Constant revolutionizing of morality, uninterrupted disturbance of all social custom, everlasting uncertainty and agitation distinguish the contemporary epoch from all earlier ones. All fixed, fast-frozen relations with their train of ancient and venerable prejudices and opinions 
are swept away, or new formed ones become antiquated before they can even ossify. All that is solid melts into air, all that is holy is profaned, and man and woman are at last compelled to face with sober senses their real conditions of life and their relations with their kind. In what relation do the conservatives stand to society as a whole? The conservatives do not form a separate party opposed to other parties. They have no interests separate and apart from those of society as a whole. Conservatives are distinguished from all other parties by this only. In the moral struggles, they point out and bring to the front the inseparable relation between the moral order and the common good. In the various stages of development, which the struggle of common men and women against the progressive wazee has to pass through, they always and everywhere represent the interests of society as a whole. The immediate aims of conservatives is not the same as that of all other parties. It is to promote the moral and spiritual health of individuals, families, communities, societies and nations, all in the name of helping all people and peoples realize their inherent dignity as the bearers of the image of God. The practical conclusions of conservatives are in no way based on ideas or principles that have been invented or discovered by this or that would-be universal reformer. They merely express, in general terms, the collective wisdom of generations of repentant sinners who have striven to conform their redeemed nature to the new Adam while sojourning in the earthly city. In short, the conservatives everywhere support every movement to uphold the traditional moral order against the existing social and political disorder of things. In all these movements, they bring to the front, as the leading question in each, the moral question, no matter what its degree or disrepair at the time. Conservatives disdain to conceal their views and hopes. They openly declare that their ends can be attained only by the voluntary repentance of all accountable moral agents. Let the new ruling classes tremble at the stubborn refusal of conservatives to accept moral relativism. They have a world to redeem. Conservatives of all countries unite. <laughs> <laughs>